welcome to the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness, in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to have Kim Artsinger on the podcast today. She is a good friend of mine, also a mastermind sister. I know many of you guys have heard me talk about the mastermind that I run Sell With Heart, but I am also a big fan of like practicing what you preach. And I am, how long have we been in the mastermind together, Kim? For a good hot second. I'm trying to think as it's been multiple years. Yeah, I was going to say at least two years, right? Two, maybe a little bit more. Anyway, I'm so excited to introduce Kim to you. She is a mindset coach and business mentor and just an amazing human being. And so I'm excited to um, share her story with you. But Kim, why don't you just start out by introducing yourself? I just love you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get to hang and have a conversation. Yeah, I'm a mindset coach and business mentor. And similar to you, I work with heart-centered people who are passion-driven, who are really smart entrepreneurs and want to build, grow, and scale businesses in a way that's on their terms, that's really in alignment, that both makes them money, but does so in a way that feels really good and honors the kind of life they want to live as well. I love that so much. And we are on opposite coasts. I am over here on the West Coast. Kim, tell us where you live, where you grew up, maybe just a little bit of your story. Yeah, I live in New York City now. I'm currently in Dumbo, which is in Brooklyn. I used to be downtown in Manhattan, but gosh, I come from all over the place. I was born in England, then moved to South Florida, went to college there, and then spent 10 years in Los Angeles where I did the acting thing before I found coaching and entrepreneurialism and before I moved to New York City. So currently Brooklyn is home, but I'm I'm sort of from all over the place. We were just talking the other week too, that like we have a lot in common regarding like I did acting as a child. And like, it's so interesting that I feel like a lot of women in, the, in, the, in my audience either have a mental health background or some sort of like creative venture. Like tell us just a little bit about um, maybe you're acting or how you feel like that has related to um, your business? It's such a good question because it's it's interesting, even what you're saying. I My undergrad, my degree is in psychology. I thought I was going to go get my PhD in research, actually. And my other passion at the time was acting and literally what I preach, which is you can make money anyway you want and create your version of success at the time was acting. And I picked up and moved to Los Angeles and spent 10 years there doing the acting thing, but so have that kind of bothness that you're saying a lot of your people have. The really interesting thing about acting, and we were talking about this a little bit, and you'll have to tell me if you feel like this is true or not, but I felt like when I was in Los Angeles acting, I was running my own small company. If you're acting for money and not just for fun, you really are marketing yourself and selling yourself and you have a team and there's just so many parallels there. So I feel like so much of what I support clients with, I learned first through the acting industry. 
It's so true. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as you are, you guys know my story was like, that's really how I like saved up for college. Right. was like acting. And I feel like it is you, you're a solopreneur, right? You're like making money on your own, just like as a therapist, often you're like hanging your hat and making money on your own. And I think all the time, like women don't realize how often we are monetizing our skills, whether it's being a good listener or being a performer, you know, or like all of the above. But it is interesting to see how many ways we can take who we are and monetize it. I think there's so many parallels to almost anything people have done before coming into the business space. Similar, I'll talk to clients like, no, I don't have any business experience. And then we peel back the layers. And I think we just don't realize how much of everything you're saying and like the relationship skills we have and the skills we have, we're selling all day long. If you're a parent, you sell to your kids all day long and get them to do the things they need to do. I think we just don't realize how much of that is really so transferable to business. I'm so with you on that. Let's talk a little bit too about like, um, like being a creative, you know, cause I feel like a lot of my clients resonate, whether they're, I feel like I have a lot of clients that are like website designers or graphic designers where there actually is a creative element in what they're doing. But even I think as coaches, we're selling our creative talent as like coaching is kind of a creative skill set craft, you know? And I find that like a lot of the listeners on the podcast are more sensitive, more intuitive, more creative. Um, like would, would you consider yourself that? And if so, like what, um, like what are some lessons or things that you've learned along the way, finding success and monetizing while also being a creative soul or individual? Such a good question. So do I consider myself a creative? Yes. I also think I really believe all entrepreneurs are creatives. I think sometimes we think creative is only like literally being in the arts. And I think it's creative thinking and creative living and just the mindset and the way we problem solve and the way we approach life as an entrepreneur. I really think it's just such a like creative skill set and literally the parts of our brain we use. Um, in terms of some of the lessons and it's interesting because one of the things I found that was really different from going from acting to coaching, because essentially you're, you're selling yourself and your craft and there's you're your own brand. There's so many parallels there, but when you're acting, you get to have someone else deliver words to you and you have a character to hide behind. And there was almost like this like safe pocket, even though I was like mm-hmm. selling my own work and my craft and my talent, like this like safe little cozy character to hide behind. And I find for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, I think it's such a brave industry. And like, there's such a bravery we have to tap into and a challenge point there, because suddenly we have to like strip away that character or like the thing we get to hide behind. And we're selling, kind of like selling our soul, so to say, in a really positive, beautiful way. And I found that was both kind of like the biggest challenge and growth edge for me, but also just a skill set that has been learned and I think is really valuable for all of us in this space. I don't know if that quite makes sense, but that's so much sense, Kim. And I've never thought about that way, but it's so true, right? Like really when we're acting and performing, we're like taking on an identity. It is so funny because I, when I first started in the online space, I heard like a famous entrepreneur say like that he kind of does that and he has this like alter ego. And I think that that's fine, but I think that most women for the most part succeed best in business and sign clients the fastest when they're, I'm not saying we have to like share everything online. Right. But like, for the most part, we are just being ourselves online a little bit more each day, you know? And I actually found that 
in the transition from therapy too, because I feel like as a therapist, there is a lot of boundaries. You know, there is a lot of guards. It is a little bit of an alter ego in the sense of like, you really are curating who you are as a therapist for your client to have the most optimal experience. And I think like as a coach, there's a lot less of that, you know? And so I do think it is vulnerable and brave and there's just less of that like filter, right? I could so see that on the therapy side. I think that's like, so the same exact parallel and I'm with you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with an alter ego. And I think sometimes that can be like a nice bridge almost like to like get over that gap and hum for people. But I find the more us we can be, the more you, you can be, the more you can tap into that. Not that you have to share all your dark secrets or anything like that, but the more we're able to connect in business, especially as coaches. And especially when we're sharing content online. And I think that's, again, it's like the brave, but it's also like that edge that suddenly when you're selling, it feels so different. When I I worked in bars, when I was acting as a way to pay the bills, I outsold everyone. Like, I mean, I could like run circles around everyone in sales, but it was so fascinating. My first year in business, how hard it was for me to sell because suddenly I wasn't selling someone else's product or hiding in the character. I had to sell my own work and put a price tag on that and ask for value for essentially what felt like me. And it was so sticky. So I think it's just for everyone listening, if you felt that too, I feel like it's just, it's just such a different thing you step into as a creative, in my opinion. Yeah. I love that you took it there because I so agree. Right. Like, and I think I find that like most women are actually really good at sales, but, but we're just not very good at selling ourselves. Right. (laughs) Where would you say like that shifted for you, Kim? Like I can remember like specific moments in my business journey where like selling became significantly easier, but like, what would you say are some of those moments where you felt more comfortable selling online? I love your questions so much. They're so good. So one of the first thoughts that comes up for me, and I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if it was like Lacey in a coaching call or if it was just something I heard online, but I feel like I had this like thing click in for me when I realized that, and I truly believe this with like my whole like body system now that selling can really be this really beautiful heart-centered transformative act and that the transformation starts at the point of transaction or like at that point of sale. And when I realized that, and when I realized, wait, if you have something that you believe can sincerely help serve someone, solve a problem, you're actually being kind of a jerk if you're not letting people know that. And if you're not supporting someone to make that decision. And when that clicked into me where it's like, oh, wait, I think I'm being like nice by plain small or not selling. And actually it's kind of the opposite of nice and there's nothing nice about it. I think that was the biggest shift for me where I was like, oh, this goes like, these are my values. And mm-hmm. if these values are important to me, it's actually like really important to get good at sales and to really embrace it and like it and see it as a really positive, beautiful thing. So I've, I don't like remember the exact, like it's probably like a culmination of things I heard, but just it kind of clicked and like, oh, this is, this hiding actually isn't so nice. Yes. I have so much to say, but like, let's just go with that last sentence you said, because it was so good. Like the hiding isn't nice. Like I think so often as women, we think like when we shrink, when we're indirect, right. And then until we realize like, no, actually me being direct and saying like, actually 
this coaching package could actually change your life. And I would love to help you in it. What do you think? Yes or no. You know, you know, and even with like visibility, like, Oh, I do think it's like that belief of like, I'll shrink, I'll hold back. I don't want to encringe. I don't want like the smaller I get, the bigger you get. Right. Like, where do you think some of that comes from? I think there's a lot of places that comes from. I think our society, unfortunately, teaches a lot of that directly and indirectly. I think some of it is shifting in our cultural narrative, but I do think there's a lot of that. I think there's also, I mean, I know for me in particular, I've been doing a lot of work around trauma and I just know there's so much there just in terms of how we try to create safety. I mean, literally, if we think about the term hiding in plain sight, yeah, we hide as a fear response. So I think there's there can be a actual trauma layer. And I think it's also just a very, very normal response to stepping outside your comfort zone, starting a business can kick up fear overall. And then literally what you just said here, I think there's that element of if I shrink, someone else can shine. And I think, especially as women, we just want to connect with people. And I think we have this narrative that this is the best way to connect is sort of like bringing ourselves down, which is false. But I think that is a belief that we can have where it's like, if I people please, or if I shrink, people will just love me more. Yes, I don't know I if that feels true to you or hundred percent. It does. And I think it's so true. And I think it's so useful to say that because then women listening can be like, Oh good. I'm not crazy. Like it makes sense, right? It makes sense why that's happening, but also it's time to rewire my beliefs so that it does feel safe to be visible, to sell, to be direct, to shine. Right. Um, maybe we can even, I love like giving my listeners affirmations. So maybe we can even think through like some affirmations that can be useful for them if they are in that space of feeling like they need to shrink back. Um, and I can think of a few, but maybe you can share some too, Kim, if any come up for you, like the ones that came up for me were like, just like number one, like it's, it's safe to get visible. It's safe to be direct. One of my favorite affirmations is it's safe to know what I want and to ask for it directly. Right. So like, if you're in that sales call to be able to say like, I would love to work with you as your coach. <laughs> Here's how to do it. Like having less of a filter and feeling like it can be safe to be direct and honest. What are some, did any affirmations come up for you? Yeah, I love it. It's safe to take up space and shine. I feel oh. like it's that like, and I always think of taking up space as like literally taking up space, but also that energetic embodiment of mm-hmm. like, I want to be seen. So it's safe to be seen. I think is similar to what you're saying. I love to play with it's really safe to receive because I think there's so much we can have come up around just the receiving. And then I personally love that transparency is a superpower or it's a superpower of mine to be transparent. And I think that's similar to what you were saying with like the being direct and asking. And I just, I really sincerely believe that. So I think that's a a fun one to play with. Ah, So if you're listening to this right now, take a minute to just stop. I love, okay. Kim, say those one more time. Those are so good. And then maybe even the listeners can just like say them back and out loud as you're sharing some of those. It's safe to take up space and shine. Mm -hmm. It's safe for me to receive. It's safe for me to expand my capacity to receive and super, uh, what was the other one? Oh, transparency is a superpower of mine or transparency is a superpower. Ah, those are so good. And mine was, it's safe to know, let's see, how do I say it? It's, I always, I always, I always know exactly. It's safe to know exactly what I want and to ask for it directly. 
Um, also just like, it's safe to be visible. It's safe to, to be seen. Right. And I think it sounds crazy, but like in our brain, it doesn't feel that way. Right. So like, as we're saying those out loud, that's what helps remind us it is safe to not shrink back. Like it is safe to put myself out there. Right. And the other one that pops up when you're saying that you just made me think of another one. Yes, more. Give, give us all. I mean, we can do this for the rest of we the can like do affirmations all, uh-huh. all the whole uh-huh. the whole episode. Uh-huh. But I think what you were saying is like the more I shine, the more I make it safe for other people to shine, <sighs> the more I create space for other people to shine. Yes. It's so true. It's so true. Right. Instead, I was just talking to several clients this week about like getting stuck in comparison. You know what I mean? And one of my favorite affirmations around that is like, I love seeing other women win because actually I do. But I think especially at the start of my business, I really didn't (laughs) because I was like, oh, that girl is crushing it. And like that, like that, like, what if I can't crush it? Like she does, or she takes my clients, you know, and now I've like have more evidence, but I think it can be so useful that it's so conditioned in my brain that I literally will say it when I see someone, I'll be like, I love seeing other women win. Right. I love that one so much. And it's so true. It's just such a nice affirmation a reminder that there's enough space for all of us yes. and that like more abundance mindset around it that I think can just be, and just the evidence of seeing other people, but it's so true because I'm sure my first year in business, it was all just like, what is she doing that? What does she have that I don't have instead of how how can we see those reflections in one another? I love that affirmation so much. Yes. There's plenty of space. I mean, just like evidence like this, right? Like we're both business coaches and you're on my podcast. I'm on your podcast. Like it's just, and I think like we see evidence of it, but I think if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen a lot of evidence of it, you can start borrowing that belief and seeing how it even feels. Like next time you see someone on Instagram winning, be able to say like, I love seeing other women win, just like we like it when other women cheer for us, right? It's so funny because I was hearing someone say the other day, like women are so catty to each other and women, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I actually like have not ever seen that. Like, because I think we have these beliefs and we surround ourselves with women who do have abundance mindset. We just don't see the evidence. I'm like, "Mm, I really don't have women that are ripping me down. I really do have women that love seeing me win. And then our action starts coupling up with that too. Like in our mastermind, right? Like I go in and share my wins and everyone celebrates with, with me. But if I had that belief of like women are catty, I wouldn't share my win. And then I wouldn't have the evidence for women supporting me. Right. Totally. Or you'd hear someone else's win and you'd think that they were trying to show off and make you feel small instead of like, we're trying to lift one. Like it just so changes our perspective of the same thing happening. I, this is like the silliest thing, but as you were talking, it came up, I think with affirmations and the mindset shifts too, it's sort of like, you know, how on social media, it filters for like the algorithm filters for what you want to see. So like, depending on what you put, like you'll get ads for, like if I'm looking at nail polish, suddenly like my whole feed is like ads for nail polish. I feel like that's when we play with affirmations and mindset. It's like the universal, also our brain chemistry. Like it just creates the algorithm to like filter in the things that are the metaphorical nail polish so that you just see evidence for what you think is true. I know my social media feed is so different from my husband's and it's just like an evidence of like what we're searching for. That's so true. It's such a good reminder. If you haven't already noticed, Kim and I are both obsessed with mindset, right? So like, of course you do business strategy, but like really the mindset stuff, right? Um, Kim, what would you say is like when you work with your clients, like what are some of your favorite, um, tools or questions or like with the mind, things to lean into with the mindset work? 
Oh man, that's like such a big question. Um, it's so different, quite honestly. I think that's why I'm like, there's so many things to pull on. It's so different for every client. And I'm so big on meeting people where they're at. I have a whole podcast on one question. So I, I love questions, but I find sometimes it's the really simplistic questions where we're just pattern interrupting and seeing, is this even true? Or even tell me more about that. It sounds so basic, but I find sometimes that can open up the biggest ahas and shifts because we get so wrapped around believing our own narrative and our own story and just fighting for our own limitations that I find simply creating space to have a different story can be really, really powerful. I love that. It's so true. What, um, tell us a little bit more too, about like how you became a coach or like what made you decide to start a coaching business? Yeah. So I, like I mentioned earlier, I studied psychology in school and really thought I was like going to go get my PhD. And that was kind of the, the path or pursue acting. So we all know how that turned out. But when I was kind of towards, I spent 10 years acting, I was kind of like towards the tail end of it. And it just no longer was lighting me up. I was starting to get audition material and just not want to do the work for the audition. And it was sort of like my aha that like, I sort of, it's like uh, writers, what is it? I like to have written, but I don't like to write. I would like to be on set, but I don't want to do the work to get there was kind of where I was at. And I was honestly searching for what did I want to be when I grew up, I was thinking about going back to school to be a therapist, but didn't really want to work in the kind of more um, like maladaptive, like in the, in that space and thought I wanted to work in advertising, got a job in advertising and long-winded way ended up in a conversation with, do you know who Christine Hassler is? No. She's a, um, she would not know me or know to look, look like this would be so random to her, but she's a pretty big like life coach out in California when I was like in this whole like journey ended up at a random party with a conversation with her. And she was just like asking me just questions and holding space and listening. I was like, what is this woman doing? Like <laughs> my whole brain is changed. Like, this is amazing. Whatever she's doing, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I like, asked her what she did and she was a life coach. I'm like, what's a life coach? <laughs> like I literally Googled life coaching, found a life coach program and signed up for it and invested in it like full pay a week later. And that's the kind of the long winded way of how I got here, but like, it could not have been more random if I tried. So very indirect route, but that is kind of how I led to this. And then, you know, over time that turned into a business. I love, I mean, you and me both, like, I agree. I think for most people it is, it's really not that random though. Right. It's yeah. like you having that like turning point and then realizing at some point, like, this is the work that like I was made for or have already been doing or am really good at naturally, right? That like life, I started off doing life coaching too. And I just think it's like such a gift to realize like that there is a profession called a life coach, a mindset coach, right? Like I think when we, it's almost like we don't know it's possible. Like when we're in career day as like a little kid, we have the firefighters come and the policemen come, but like, I don't know about you, but I didn't have a life coach come and be like, this is what I do. And this is what you can do. And who knows, we might've picked it a lot sooner if we would have known it was possible. Right. Totally. I always said, I just wanted to get paid to talk to people. Cause like, that's what, like, as a kid, like looking back, everything makes sense. Like I had, my parents had to get me a separate phone line because so many people would call our house for support. Literally. I would just be on the phone for like four hours at night and everyone would call me with their problems. You and it's just like my parents line, like, I need another line because my dad, my dad's actually a 
as a coach, um, but in the race car driving industry. So I had like a good context for that, at least on career day. But yeah, looking back, it made sense. But I was like, I just want to get paid to do this. And turns out it's actually a job. Does your audience know about this like separate line? Situation? I don't know. I just as like we're talking through this, it's totally coming up. I kind of um, you need to tell them. That. I think I you do. You need to do a whole <laughs> podcast episode on that because I think like just the, it's so true, right? And even if you're listening to this episode right now, I want you to think through something in your past, something, some breadcrumbs that were like, of course. And I think that like helps build our confidence, especially at the start of our business of like, oh, that makes sense. Right. For me, before I did life coaching, before I did therapy, I did like worked at a university doing like residence life. Right. And so I was like mentoring students and doing like kind of a form of coaching leadership coaching. Right. And I think that was useful for me to be like, Oh, I've always done this, right? Just like Kim is like, oh yeah, my parents had to set up a second phone line. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I see the breadcrumbs. And I think that helps so much with imposter syndrome too. When we can kind of see that, like, oh no, this is inevitable. This isn't out of left field, right? It's so true. I think it's helpful to see, like, while I don't believe that like there's a certain type of person who could be an entrepreneur, a business owner, I think that's mindset trash we can buy into. I do think we can look back and see, like you said, the breadcrumbs and the dots. And yeah, I mean, there's, I had my first post office that I charged my family for envelopes and stamps when I was like eight years old and like so many entrepreneurial things you can see. And I think the more you can find those, I love how you said that, the more you just have that evidence that, oh, I'm on the right path. This is absolutely meant for me too. I love that. It's so cute that you had your own post. Okay. You tell your audience about that too, Kim. I had my own post office. I had my own movie theater. I had the most profitable lemonade stand and bake off on the block. Um, okay. So when I come on your podcast next, can it actually just be me interviewing you about all your business sure, we ventures? Can totally do that. Okay, great. Well, I'll just make the one question. I had a babysitter club. <laughs> Actually Which I totally ripped off from the books, but it was very profitable. We had we had a couple of different babysitters under me. You had babysitters under you? Well, you know, like I was the one people would call. And then if I couldn't babysit, I would like find you a match, a babysitter who could like come in. So you could always like have someone on the night, even if I was like, like slotted for some Kim. other family. Are you kidding me right now? I have a similar story. Like I did like, um, like when I was in third grade, I had like, I called it friendship magazine. And we went to all my, I would like write articles, have my friends write articles. I would make my mom go to office Depot and like bright purple paper. I would like get it printed, ship it off. I would sell advertising. My sister sold like these little rain sticks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it so much. If you are listening and you had a little adventure like this as a child, please write about it on Instagram stories, tag Kim and I so that we can reshare it because we want to hear about your childhood business venture. Cause I know we're not the only ones, Kim. Totally not the only ones. I definitely want to hear all the fun, creative business ventures people had. And <laughs> if you didn't have one, I do not want anyone to make themselves wrong. I know I have clients who like get into that space as well. Um, so we want to celebrate you if you did, but not make it wrong if you didn't. hundred percent, hundred percent. <laughs> I feel like we would have been besties as a, a kid and like I would have forced you to be in my babysitter's club. We would, it's probably good we didn't meet because we would have taken over the world, Kim. We really would have. Like our powers to get, we would have just like, like smashed all the competition. It would have been crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's see. Tell me more. Okay, I have a question for you. What? If you would say there's like one lesson or one thing or one truth that you feel like in the last like 
decade, you have really seemed to be true. Um, what is it? Just small questions here on the podcast. Yeah, just small questions. It's funny. My podcast is one question, but I get to do the episode every week. So I don't actually have to come up with one. I'm, as you can see, really bad at superlatives. Um, but one truth. I'd say it's it's really that you're, this is not my truth, but it's borrowed from, um, gosh, it's probably Mike Dooley, but that your thoughts create your reality and really whatever you can think and believe you can create. I've just seen that so like through my whole life. I saw it through my dad's career. I saw it through acting. I saw yeah. it where I didn't get the things I wanted. It was so in line with what I thought, but just so many things through my clients, just really and truly, like it sounds sometimes I think almost woo-woo and cheesy, but really and truly what you like set your sight and focus on and just like have that unwavering dedication and belief to like, we're remarkable as humans and we can do so much more than we give ourselves credit for. It's so, is there, was there ever a time in your life when you didn't believe that Kim? I've always believed that there have been times I haven't believed in myself, but mm. my dad was a really good role model for that. He had a like 40, 50 year career as a race car driver and then coaching people. And I think just that's a, like, you have to have some like real yeah. belief in that and just even pursuing that. So I just remember being little and him literally saying like, you can do anything mm. you want. And so I think I've just had that. I've been very blessed to have that ingrained. But definitely times I did not believe in myself. Yeah. I love that. Just that belief too, of like you can do anything that you want. And maybe you're here listening to the podcast today and you just like need someone. I think we all need someone to tell us that sometimes, right? Like, so that when we do waver in that ourselves, that like our success, you know, another one of my first is like, is my success is inevitable, right? But like when we waver in that, we need someone to tell us that. So Kim, tell us that belief again, that way people listening can just like soak it in in case they're having a horrible day or a horrible week and they just need that borrowed belief. Yeah, it, truly you can do anything you want and anything you like set your mind on and just decide is yours and then just have that unwavering belief and just keep showing up for. Like it is everyone listening, I promise you, whatever, however much belief you have in yourself, you're yes. even a thousand trillion times more capable than whatever that belief is. Even if you feel like you're the most competent human in this world, you're like like capability and capacity for what you can do far outreaches that. Yes. Yes. A million times. Yes. I totally agree. You can do anything that you set your mind to. And maybe you even need to like rewind 30 seconds and listen to Kim say that again and listen to it as truth, you know, and just really let it soak into your bones in case you're not able to own that belief. Maybe for now, it's just that belief that Kim said, you're able to try that on and be like, mm, it doesn't really feel true, but I want to like that bridge belief of like, I'm open to starting to believe that I'm capable of anything I've set my mind to, right? Like I'm, I'm opening my mind to start to embrace that truth, right? And borrow my belief if you can't borrow it for yourself. This has served me in so many crazy choices I've made in my life where I've just been like, yeah, but I can do whatever I want. Like I can make this happen. And it's just, it's always served me. And so borrow my belief if you don't have your own for sure. Kim, tell us about your podcast, your business. Where can people follow you if they listen to and are loving you? Thank you for asking. I have a podcast called One Question, Unapologetic Questions for Unapologetic Results. And even though I have a really hard time coming up with one thing when Anna asks me, 
the beauty of that is you get a new question every single week and we unpack that question and you get to use that really as a filter for yourself. So then instead of getting all the answers given to you and some blueprint for business, you get to play with that question and tap into your own answers and your own magic for your business results. So I'd love to have anyone come listen to that. And then best place to find me online is in my Facebook group, Business Besties and Creative Bosses. We are very collaborative and we love to encourage taking up space and selling. So you're welcome to come hang out with us there. Yes, I will put all the links to your Facebook group, your Instagram, all the places. And Kim, I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and for sharing your energy and your, um, just, I just feel like you have, and if you guys are listening to this, like who Kim is right here and what you've listened to in the last like 30 minutes, that's who she is behind the scenes too. Like when I interact with her. And so it's just like, just so beautiful to, um, to, to have you in the online space, grateful to be connected with you. And thank you for sharing your heart on the podcast with us. Thank you for having me. And I want to reflect that right back to you. I feel like your listeners already love and adore you and know this to be true about you, but I will say the same exact thing. You are so, so, so the real deal. And when you were on my podcast, I share this with everyone. I had a business crush on you before we were ever in a mastermind together. And it's just been such a gift to get to know you and see you're exactly the same, like congruent with what you present as you are, as I get to know you. So for everyone listening, so that is so true about Anna. Thank you. Okay, I better go before you make me start crying. <laughs> if anything stood out to you from today's episode, we actually do want to hear from you. So again, tag us on Instagram story, share what stood out for you. Um, we want to connect with you. We want to hear from you and thank you. We hope that this chat was powerful and we hope it was inspiring for you too. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.